1: Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Sharon Tapes was made possible by our backers on seed and spark Corinne Bauer, Tal Minear, doom bunnies and jazz mcginnis if you'd like to support the show as well please go to patreon.com slash homestead corner for as little as five dollars a month you get early access to ad-free versions of episodes a special weekly behind-the-scenes podcast and patron only ama live streams before we get started this episode contains strong elements of existential dread paranoia and terror depictions of a psychotic episode and brief mentions of accidental death and suicide content warnings and a full transcript are available in the show notes
2: Are you really going to drink that? It's been sitting in the pot all day.
3: I kinda like it when it's sludge.
2: I'll add it to the list then. What list? Stuff you've said that makes me think you're not human. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you from anyway?
3: Oh, uh, I was stationed in Houston before this.
2: So you're from Houston? More or less. I have a lot of friends in Houston, you know. We might know some people in common. Yeah, probably. You ever meet Tony Garza?
3: Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. You know what? I think I did. Great guy.
2: Tony with an I.
3: Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I, I still use guy for everybody. Bad habit of mine. Right. Anyway, uh, I gotta get...
2: How long were you stationed there with Houston PD?
3: Ramos, I'm sensing a bit of tension here. Anything you want to talk about?
2: I've been here a long time. Made a lot of sacrifices to get where I am, and I was surprised when Morrison picked you as Deputy Chief. I see. Um... I'm not saying you weren't the right pick. You've definitely got some good instincts. But... <sighs> but... I feel like you're not being honest with me. With anyone. You walk around like you're in charge, but I can see right through it. You feel like you are been off more than you can chew, don't you?
3: You're right. Honestly, a lot of this just goes right over my head. The politics, the paperwork, the... Ugh.
2: I know the feeling.
3: All right, Ramos. Honesty. I was at Houston, PD. For a few months.
2: A few... Laro, I don't know why you think you need to lie so much. Beg pardon? I'm telling you, it's not worth the effort. Just tell the truth and get it out there.
3: That's not it, sir. Easy as you think it is. Not for me.
2: That might be true, but it's a hell of a lot better than putting even more distance between yourself and other people.
3: I really don't think people want that distance to go away, Ramos.
2: Well, maybe they do. (sighs) Whatever. You'll see what I mean in a few years anyways. How old are you, by the way? 28? Okay, fine. I can maybe see... What thirty three? I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, there's no way. Drop skincare routine, Leroux.
3: <laughs> you got me. Look, my past—it's eh, hard for me to get into. But tell you what, let me buy you coffee sometime, and I'll tell you some more.
2: Including how old you actually are?
3: Maybe on the fifth coffee. (laughs) You've got a deal.
2: But I'm picking the place. Not all of us are fans of this lunch.
3: I can live with that.
0: You to have guests. What, what day is it? Sunday, the 19th. I found you on the 16th, so. <laughs> Three days. God, they must have me on some strong meds. Yeah, they mentioned something to that effect. <sighs> anyway, uh, brought you one of those green chili breakfast burritos from the canteen. Thought you might be sick of liquid food. And I figured that if you can't leave your bed yet, i Better bring you the tapes, so you don't try anything stupid. Do you really think I'd try to leave? Yes, Sam, I do think you'd try.
1: You didn't let me finish.
0: I didn't need to. You're right. I'm guessing you listened to the tape. Once Ren and Caldwell were done with it. Of course. I don't know why you kept that a secret from us, Sam, but Molly's gone. You didn't mean to do it, but you can't fix everything. Kate, I have a responsibility to use my abilities to help people
1: however I You have can, a
0: responsibility and... to me, Sam. To Maria, to Bill, even to Anna. How are we supposed to find her if you keep throwing yourself into the fire thinking you can put it out? Stop talking to me like I'm a child, Kate. Then stop acting like one. (sighs) What should I do then? Be honest with us. Trust us. Trust me. The same way I trust you.
1: You don't trust me to stay in this bed with a deflated lung, Kate. If I
0: didn't, then I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking this through with you at all. Fair point.
1: Look, I'm just... I'm used to making decisions on my own. I haven't needed to run them by anyone, not since
0: You don't need to ask me for permission, Sam. I just want to know that we're on the same team. That We can count on each other, because... I'm sure as hell counting on you. What was it like?
1: The other place? Hmm. <sighs> it was... a fast, dark ocean. My consciousness kept jumping around to different places.
0: Sometimes I could control it, but not very often. So it wasn't a... A reflection of the real world, then? No. Definitely not. Why? Just wondering if it was the same place I was in, but... It doesn't sound like it. Oh, uh, how are Peter and Andrew? <sighs> Peter's worried about you, but... Uh, he's doing okay. Andrew's we haven't told him. Is it... Do you still think Merriweather's the safest place for them? I don't know, but I can't... I can't even imagine sending them away. Peter is... Knowing he's here is the only way I feel safe, and Andrew... God, these, these ears are never going to come back. I can't send them away. I know there's no way you could understand that, but...
1: You're right. I don't understand that. I do understand what it's like to lose someone because I was too scared to send them away. Because I waited too long. Alan. Yeah. You know, I completely missed out on New Year's after what happened at Christmas. that's when we... We always called that our anniversary. Kate, if I were you, I'd let them go. Now, somewhere far away, maybe even outside the country if they can.
0: Peter has family in Canada they could stay with. That sounds like a good idea. I'm the one who gets to decide that, Sam. Me and Peter.
1: It sounds like you wouldn't go with them if they did, though. Huh? I mean, we're talking about all of this as if... Look, Kate, what happened to me, I think it's just the start. The closer we get to figuring this out, to finding Anna, I think it's going to get worse. For all of us.
0: And if you're still here... You're right. But I mean, I... I can't just leave her, can I? After everything I didn't do before, I couldn't live with myself if I gave up. I'm not abandoning her. I'll go to hell and back if I have to.
1: I think that might be where we're going.
0: I'm um I'm gonna go check in with everyone, tell them how you're doing. Fine with me. And I'll I'll think about what you said. Next leaves in a few days, if you're up for it. The doctors told me I should be out of here by tomorrow. That's good. Good. <laughs>
1: For all things, my dear. For all Uh, Samuel Isaac Bailey, recording for ISFA Internal Records. Daily log, January 19th, 2020, at 9.37am, Mountain Standard Time. Reviewing tape number... This old chestnut...
4: The light in here. The way it filters through the blinds and hits my pillow. Beautiful. been thinking about a story I heard about, a haunted ski lodge. This place where thousands would come every year, but the region itself was incredibly remote. The lodge was run down, and more people than the ski company wanted to admit died there every year. Some were never even found, lost in the great white backcountry. I don't even remember where this was. The lodge was full of ghosts, legions of ghosts. (laughs) I am not telling this very well, am I? Anyway, I was thinking about a ski lift operating in the middle of the night under a full moon, the chairs turning without anyone operating it, one after another after another after another, taking those spirits right to the top maybe they felt like they never got to finish their last run maybe they ride that ski lift all the way to the other side i've gotta say of all the places to encounter ghosts winter in a ski area sounds like one of the worst it's hard to move quickly with that much snow hard to run easy to die, easy to never be found again. I wonder what it'd be like to live somewhere like that, where your friends could just die out of nowhere, doing what they love. What keeps people there? What keeps them going back to those same activities? The skiing, the paragliding, the snowboarding, the mountain biking, the ice cave exploring. Not to mention the suicide rates in ski towns. I wonder how claustrophobic the open air can start to feel when it's all you have. There's always been those shadows. Right there. At the edge of my room. They won't leave. They refuse to. The light can't quite... Cannot quite reach. Can't touch won't wipe it out why why won't the light (sighs) i got a phone call from Ren. it was 1993 and they were afraid they told me to run but my shoes they were outside i couldn't get there i couldn't i can't do it i tried to call maria but the line wouldn't connect A voice said, we're sorry Maria can't come to the phone right now. But why would the phone say that if it was disconnected? I keep waking up in the night from the ringing. The ringing. The ringing. I've unplugged my landline. I've turned off my cell. And still the calls keep coming. Someone will not stop reaching out. It was 1993, and they were afraid, so afraid, and the line was disconnected. I keep waking in the night, and the light, the light shining up from the well, through the tunnels, tunnels that turn into wells, and wells that turn into, into what? What do wells turn into? I can never remember this part. so tired. I haven't been able to sleep since I got back. My nightmares came home with me. The shadows. They... They... But the light won't. Ugh. It won't. The light. The light. Twas was Twas It was and the slithy. I can't do it! I can't do it! I can't do it! "'Twas brilliant and the slathy toves, to gyre and gimble in the wade. All mimsy were the Borough groves and the moan-raths outgrave. All flimsy were the gorso and the roamer vance outlaid. Beware the jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the Jub Jub bird and shun, the bander bandersnatch, and shunned the frumious. The ring. The ring. The ring. He took his warple sword in hand. The light. The light, t'was brillig. Long time the Mac's own foe he sought. So he rested, he, by the tum-tum tree and stood a while in thought. Now next to the tum-tum tree was a great white rabbit, an odd white rabbit, a rabbit that talked, a rabbit with a watch. And down he went into the tunnels, into a oh well, wow. into, oh, oh. I wonder I wonder when the whole world's gone asunder and as an oofish thought he stood the jabber walk with eyes of flame with eyes of flame with eyes of flame don't look too close you'll lose your brain came whiffling through the tulogy wood and burbled as it came one two one two one two three four five and the dark is still alive and through and through the varpal blade went snickers neck he left it dead and with its head he went galumping back I want to go back I want to go back I want to go back and hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O oh, rabduous day! Kalu, Kalay, he chortled in his joy. T'was brillig, and the slathy toves did gyre and gimble in the wape. All mimsy were the Bora groves and the raths, The light, the light, was just brilliant. In the... I have to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't know if I can take one's calls again. Or the ones that come in the night. I don't think those are good for me. I should try to call Maria. I don't think that was her real number I called. It was 1993, and that's not right. I know that's not right. Phone numbers are longer than that. It it can't be. Where am I? Where am I? Find me.
1: <sighs> what the hell was i didn't let myself feel it before but it's it's there and the tape I, you can feel it now I, I don't know what it means but the shadows that haunted her the light the light just I, I i have to be careful i, I have to breathe This one made my guts twist. It sounded like like that other place. The one I barely made it out of, the disorienting, dark dangerous. It made me feel like I was back there. None of these tapes felt this intense before. Was it? Was it going to that other place that changed it for me? Has my ability to sense and absorb emotions expanded somehow? Or, or was it just this tape? How close did Anna get to that other side? There's no way she could survive touching it directly, but... Maybe through a, a proxy? with Some kind of guide like like Amanita? I, I don't know. Pulling apart what's metaphor, dream, or freaky supernatural event has been almost impossible with these later tapes. Like, like the phone call. Was that all just in her head? I, I've had some strange phone calls myself. The, the one that sounded like Anna early on, and the one that connected me to Alan when... It's like I'm hearing a story being read aloud, but it's in a language I don't know. Something I don't understand the words of, but I still feel the twists and turns and emotions all the same. And that find me. It felt like she could see me. Oh all over, though I, I, I don't know how much of that was the tape and how much of my injuries. I, I guess I'd better stop before it gets any worse. I just hope Anna's nightmares don't end up in my dreams tonight. The Chardon Tapes, episode 68. Lingua Ignota. Starring Sophie Borjón as Detective Ramos, as Virginia Wayne as Ned LaRoe, Virginia Spots as Kate Sheridan, Trevor Van Winkle as Sam Bailey, and Aaron needley Chaconis as Anna Sheridan, with original music by Jesse Hogan. Written and produced by Virginia Spots, with dialogue editing and sound design by Trevor Van Winkle. Visit theSheridanTapes.com to view additional content, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and connect with us on Twitter at SheridanTapes and on Instagram at thesheridontapes. I'm Trevor Van Winkle, this is Homestead on the Corner, and you're listening to the Sheridan team's